Hello beautiful people and welcome back to another episode of Two Girls One Doc. It's your girl BD and Florence the fiance is on a hiatus so today we have another special guest. She is my babes first of all <laughs> she's also the writer of the diaspora talks newsletter and host of the diaspora talks podcast but obviously like it's been a while <clears throat> yeah it's okay but also she's my ride or die like my actual babe it's annette avenar hey guys i'm so happy to be here <laughs> thanks for having me um yeah so like i thought this would be the perfect documentary for us to do because mm. like you are my ride or die real housewives babe <laughs> like Bear franchises, Beverly yeah, Hills, yeah. Potomac, Atlanta, Salt Lake. Like, mm. we literally just finished watching Salt Lake City, so I thought yeah. it would make perfect sense. Um, but yeah, do you want to tell the people about you, who you are, why you Oh, are? yeah, sure. So I'm Annette Abena, as um, you rightly mentioned. Um, so yeah, I, um, I run a weekly newsletter, that's correct. It's entitled Diaspora Talks, yeah. um, where I cover... The latest news and new and bites on African tech, business, entrepreneurship, share some events as well. Um, and yes, you mentioned the podcast, which I haven't done in many a time, but it is there if you want to go back. Are there. Yeah, exactly. If you want to go back and listen, so that's where I interview some really impressive entrepreneurs that are Africa focused, particularly those in the diaspora. Um, so yeah that's the bit about me so yeah so today we're drinking um and we are drinking asti which if you listen to this podcast long enough like you know that's my bag in it <laughs> i'm gonna put a boomerang of the bottle i was supposed to take a picture but low-key like opened it before all that yeah. so that'll be on our instagram two girls one doc but the documentary we are doing today is called the housewife and the hustler And it's a documentary on Hulu, yeah? And it's about Erica Jane and Tom Girardi. And if you are fellow housewives, babes, like, you really just saw this play out in real yeah, life, like, yeah. in real time, right? Um, and so this documentary opens up with this clip of Erica Jane. She's doing an interview. And during the interview, they ask her, oh, could you live without the amount of money that you have now? And she's basically saying, like, you know, yeah, I could, but I wouldn't want to. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, I get if you and anyone money, would answer that the but same you way. wouldn't want to live without it and it's yeah. like that's the seemingly innocent comment obviously until we get into yeah. what we get into yeah so during this documentary we meet a lot of talking heads and some other housewives from like different franchise well one housewife i think well well two, two. technically okay and we're gonna get there because yeah. i thought i was losing my mind yeah we'll get there so there's heather mcdonald is she was she a housewife she was yeah she was she wasn't a housewife she was a friend, like of, a the friend show. of the show okay she was the one like back in season two where she was like my sunglasses there no that's dana so who's heather that's dana heather heather they say that she's a stand-up comedian but she looks oh no no heather no heather, heather wasn't she no. looks like um i can't remember the woman's name and i can't even remember what franchise she was on but she looks like one of the women who was a housewife oh no it was, was she, she wasn't a housewife she, she, yeah. but i have seen her multiple times around yeah she and just gives housewife vibe anyway, yeah she seems like very messy but yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the second one was danielle stubb yes exactly she yeah. was there yeah mm -hmm. she was you don't watch new jersey no but i know that she's from there yes yeah she's, she's very thirsty yeah honestly she's the thirstiest housewife i've ever encountered but well, we, we'll get Listen, that. That, they make good tv yeah <laughs> so heather tells us how she invited erica jane to do her podcast and her podcast was not visual like it wasn't filmed it was audio mm. only but erica arrives in full glam with a hair person a makeup person like a whole glam squad right and so heather is like right like you're probably paying like 2k 
for people to have you looking good but you don't need to look good because it's it's not a visual medium so it's just kind of like what this documentary is doing at this time is like setting the scene yeah. to kind of be like hmm okay like is this frivolous spending is it innocent is it just the the lifestyle that they all mm-hmm. live but you're kind of looking at Eric a bit sideways like hmm interesting so um next we see Danielle yeah um as Annette said from New Jersey and um she is basically saying that you know she's comfortable in her skin and then she says and I liked that even though she really can hold a tune she sang which like <laughs> you could just say like <laughs> she can't sing so. she can't sing but like the housewives like the shade is so yeah yeah we love Mm-hmm. so yeah she has a whole like Erica has this whole singing career uh, we'll get into it later on but like she basically wants to be a singer so then we meet Dana Wilkie who is the person that um, and it was talking about talking before about, yeah. yeah she was on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills for like 2.5 seconds and literally all I remember from her is her sunglasses like when she was on there and she was like oh my sunglasses yeah 25k yeah. like unprovoked no one asked her so she's basically here to say like how much of a power couple Erica and Tom were like Erica's attractive she's hot and she's young she basically is just like what a white person would find attractive basically just typical like blonde i think blue blonde eyes bombshell, yeah. yeah blonde bombshell like mm. she's tall she dresses nice like she's just a typical like love island to do really well on love island kind of thing mm. yeah um and tom is 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 old but he's a celebrity lawyer so that's his that's what he brings to the table mm-hmm. yeah and the good thing about tom at this time is that he fights for the little guy like they're just this amazing couple and tom's like you know old but he's really successful and erica's like young but she's really hot so kind of everyone's winning basically in, in the thing so she's his third wife or something oh is it well i mean Second i wouldn't be third. surprised if she wasn't his first yeah. but i didn't know what number she was in second the... or third i can't recall but yeah yeah so we get into tom and there's just a bunch of talking heads just describing him. Tom Girardi was L.A. Law. He is Mr. Lawyer, a superstar, an icon, a badass trial lawyer. He's basically that guy. He's well respected in the industry. He's been around for a long time. Like everyone's like basically it's like building him up to tear him down. Like that's what mm. this documentary is. So like he has a great reputation. And then we get this talking head, Chris Darden. And he's like, oh, you know, if you wanted to settle a case for a lot of money, you would go to Tom Girardi's law firm, which was called Girardi Keys. And they were known for getting like really good settlements and they would represent normal people. So like whenever big companies would like basically like fuck over like young or or negligent. Yeah, exactly. He would get like money for them, like lots of money. So that talking head was called Chris Darden. And I was like, wait, I know this name. I was like, why do I know this name? Yeah. He was... um, in the OJ trial, oh, was he was he? with Marsha. He he was against OJ. It was him. It was him and Marsha. Oh, right. Yeah, that's him. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's him. I was like, no, I'm sure. I'm sure I know this name, Chris Darden, because I think um, uh, Randall played him oh. in the thing with the round glasses. <gasps> no way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's good. That's a good spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how I googled it. I was like, aha, Chris, I see. Oh. And it's so crazy that like that happened ages ago, but like they're all still like alive and thriving and practicing yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Well, it was only in the early nineties. Yeah. Yeah. It was like ninety four or something. We were like yeah, babies. Yeah. Exactly. So mm-hmm. yeah. But um, we meet this other lawyer called Brian Kabatek, and he tells us that Tom Girardi's firm are actually the ones who sued PG and E, which is the company, during the Brockovich case. Now, I actually listened to this podcast episode. Have you heard about this case? I watched the film. Did you watch the film? Yeah. I hadn't heard of the film. I listened to Because I love Julia Roberts, so I watched it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I know about the case. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to tell people about the case? 
Yeah, so basically, um, what's the name? PG and PG and E, yeah. PG and E were basically um, dumping chemicals Mate. in this lake or this, yeah, this river that ran through this community of people. Yeah, that like supplied them. Water. Yeah, to, that supplied them water. So they were drinking poisoned water for Mate. years, and um, basically, Erin, who played, he was played by Julia yeah. Roberts. She's just like some scatty woman yeah <laughs> she's she's probably trailer trash um but she like needs a job and stuff and so like she be- she becomes like a pa in the in the legal firm mm-hmm. um tom gerardi's firm yeah and then she just has an instinct because she starts speaking to like people in the community and a lot of them are getting sick she's looking through like the um this is the story in the film yeah, i don't yeah. know if it's actually that yeah but accurate. the podcast i listened to was kind of like showing like talking about the case versus the film and it's very accurate right okay mm-hmm. good so yeah so she basically starts like getting an inkling something's not right here and she pushes the firm i.e tom and like the rest of them to really look into it mm-hmm. and they look into it and yeah they find that basically they've been yeah, poisoning these people for years for ye- for years like i think it's chromium or something that's mm-hmm. in the water and like everyone is sick and it's not like oh everyone's got their hair full and blah, blah, blah. but like, everyone's got these like weird conditions yeah. and stuff the kids like the adult, like everyone mm-hmm. and it's so fucked mm-hmm. so that that case is really famous and tom is the one that represented them mm-hmm. and they settled for 333 million dollars which at the time was the largest settlement of all time mm. So that's a big deal. Like, this is the level of person that we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is who Tom Girardi is. Um, and he's been famous for, like, a really long time. Like, he's mm-hmm. really been that guy. So Erica didn't make him. If anything, he made Erica. Yeah, yeah. 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 So now we learn a bit about Erica. She was born in 1971 in Georgia. Her mum is a music teacher and her dad leaves when she's one. Because niggas ain't shit. <laughs> so Erica has always wanted to be in entertainment. So when she's 18, she moves to New York and goes to work at a strip club in New Jersey. And Danielle was like, oh yeah, I used to work there. Work with her. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know if she was trying to say they worked at the same time or like, This is not, what I though. mean when I say Danielle's thirsty, thirsty. They probably never even set eyes on each other before yeah. Housewives. I doubt that they were at, and there she, at the same time. This is just her claim to fame. Yeah. Like, this is how Danielle is. is honestly. <laughs> she's like forcing her, like inserting herself. All because you time. know what it is as well? Like, I was thinking there weren't really any other housewife, housewives, like booked and busy housewives that were in this documentary. Even, That's what I'm even saying. the Beverly Hills people that she's actually like they wouldn't with. know because I think it would be too much. Oh of yeah, Cal would just be crying. But otherwise, no one brother affiliated was in it because exactly, yeah. it would be. Totally and and Dana is isn't like she was literally in the show for five. Yeah, seconds. she won't be going back. So yeah, yeah, just thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, Erica moves to LA and she's like waitressing. And while she's waitressing, she meets this old rich guy who, of course, is Tom Girardi. And I was like, wow, Lord's changed my destiny. I said, I'm actually very happy with my destiny. <laughs> um, so they really get married on like a whim, like really quickly. Mm-hmm. And there's no prenup, which is strange, but okay. Very, very so, I mean, if you like it, I love it, bruh. So the next 10 minutes of the documentary are basically about the power that Tom had. Um, he would have his like firm's Christmas parties at like all these exclusive places. He would get famous singers to come and perform. So I think they had Leanne Rhymes. Yeah, saw that. I, I was like, wait, I what? Love her. Me too. Whoa. Yeah. What is she the one? Yeah. That Brandy's yeah, husband yeah, cheated on her I mean, with. I love her songs. Like, you know. But yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. But I was just, I was just like, why does that ring a bell? Yeah, yeah, it's her, it's her. That's so random, you know? Mm -hmm. They're all very like, it's so insular, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Very strange. Brandy, I don't dislike Brandy, you know? 
No, I don't mind her. Just her. I what did she do to her face? Yeah, I don't know yeah why she did it's that, just a shame because she was a beautiful woman. Yeah, I don't know why she did that. But that's what I'm saying. There must be something about being in like LA, especially. Yeah, that makes you think. And when that you're on TV, you start to like look mm-hmm. at yourself. A lot. And then everybody also is coming in with their two pens, telling you whatever. Yeah, and this, she is a bit older, so maybe she just got scared of aging. Maybe. Yeah, they all do, though, isn't it? But she was like the youngest of them in that cast. She's getting to her fifties now. Yeah, but when she was on the show, she was like the youngest one. She yeah. was actually like, with Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah, Lisa was like, yeah, could have yeah. been her mum probably. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe. No, real. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's proper sad. But um, yeah. So Tom has like judges in his back pocket. Like he has political ties. Like he's a huge donor when it comes to politics. Mm. So people are gonna do what he wants, right? So now we're in two thousand and seven, and Erica is like, listen. I want to make music. I want to be an entertainer. And you, Tom, I want you to finance it. Yeah. So Erica's music is like, how would you describe it? Gay club music. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. dance. Yeah. Like dance. Like techno. Yeah. It's like the kind of clubs where you would take drugs to be at. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. But kind of emphasis like, on gay though. Yeah. That's her that's fan a, base. That was her fan base. Yeah. yeah. Like gay, white gay men. Yes. Like young young white gay yeah, men LA that whole vibe tight pants no shirt yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like leather pants having a good time yeah. literally feel I want to say feel good music but not feel good in terms of like the suns the, sh- the suns and the flowers and stuff as in feel I'm that good, bitch like, yeah mm-hmm. exactly like mm-hmm. I'm that bitch I'm having a good time mm-hmm. like I'm a bad bitch basically mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly because was it her that performed at the that gay music festival was probably when they all went all the, all the housewives went with her no, no I'm thinking of Kim, Kim. <laughs> oh. I'm thinking of Kim from Atlanta <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Kim made music like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's like, don't be tardy for the party. <laughs> uh, that was a tune. Yeah. <laughs> Candy knows how to write. I was going to say, one thing Candy can do, yeah, is make it hit. Now, she can't sing it, but she can definitely write it. <laughs> for real. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's coming later. I'll bring it up later. So, um,. <laughs> Yeah, Erica wants to make music. And Tom is like, yeah, girl, you know, let me let me help you. I've got the money. Here you go. Like, Yeah, but and this is also after years of her being just a housewife. So she was like, okay, this that's is my true, time actually. now. That's true. So because they met when she was know. quite young. Yeah. She was, what, in her 20s, maybe? Late 20s, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was in his And 50s. now she, I think she got on Housewives in like maybe her 40s. Yeah. So yeah, actually, she kind of served her time. Yeah, so she was like, I'm due now. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. and fair, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um... He's helping her with this and putting all this money into her career, but apparently, you know, he um, is not seeing a return on his investment. It's like, right, cool, we're putting all this money in, and it's a lot of money that we have to put into this, but you're not making any money Mm -hmm. (laughs) as a singer. So the story goes, he was going to stop funding her music career, but then she gets cast on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Mm -hmm. and this is on season six that she joined. Um, And we hear her tagline. I'm an enigma wrapped in a riddle and cash. And I was going to say, speaking of which... Who, which was your favorite um, tagline? Like of all, well, I won't say of all mm-hmm. time. When I think of taglines, I think of Atlanta. Yes. When I think of Atlanta, I think I may be small. But I, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> 100%. Candy's one. 100%. And I don't remember what she says after. No, me neither. That, that's it doesn't is matter. Yeah, Atlanta's always got the best ones. I'm trying to think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, um, and another, another Candy's one is. I never skip a beat Be- or, or a bag. bag. Yeah. Candy actually had some good ones. Yeah. I think because they were kind of like cringy. That's why I remember them. Yeah. I'm trying to think. He's got a good one. Well, the, uh, this season's one, Sheree's one, I really liked when she was like, um, 
Oh, Spring Summer, Spring, September. September. I'm the one you always remember. I was like, look at the one. For all reasons. <laughs> and that then Molly's was just like, oh, um, oh, I think like I just I, I've always the had the sauce. Yeah, the juice. The juice. She's like, yeah. Literally but now like, I got the peach. peach. All right, like, okay, mean. girl. <laughs> okay, girl. Yeah, Atlanta's definitely got the best ones for sure. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. The Potomac ones. I don't know why they took them so long. They took them so long to bring them into this new season, and also they're not giving. So I was just kind of like, yeah, no, low key. I did like Mia's one though because she's actually a mad woman. What was Mia's one? It was like I may not remember. Something, what was it like? I may not remember, but starting to yeah, lose her, her lying. But she's mad though. Yeah, that's I, I, you know what? I, do you know why I like Mia? Because this is Potomac, by the way. Yeah. Do you know why I like Mia? Because Mia is not taking this thing seriously at all. She's not. Like she's not. Like she's just she's here like, for a oh, good yeah. time. Huh. She's yeah. here for a good time, and you can see it. And I love that for her. And honestly, if people insult her, she's just like, she doesn't yeah. care. It's not serious. Yeah. It's not serious. Like I'm just, I'm just here. Like, yeah, and she's very self-aware. Yeah. I mean, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so oh, I was really looking forward to that bit because I was like, I may be smart. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and you can see it in the booth, like, oh. like popper like effort, Candy. and nothing's coming out. It's not giving legs and hips and body, body, body. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Yeah, she's lucky she's talented in she other is, ways. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I rate Candy out of all of them. Listen, all of them. I rate her. She's just here. She's just here. Like this is not again. Candy's another one where it's like this is a platform to uh she yeah to she, advertise yeah. what I'm doing with myself. She's not a fool, and they should all know they're not on her level. Like mm-hmm. they can they, they could never. Mm-hmm. So in 2017, there's a tour of Erica's mansion, and we see this mansion. We see her wardrobe, and I was looking, yeah, and I paused it a few times. I was like, "There's bare Chanel bracelets. I saw some Louboutin yeah. shoes. I saw some Gucci. Most I saw stuff some ain't Fendi. Even nice. Listen, just because it's designer, yeah. it doesn't mean it's nice. It just means you had money to buy something ugly. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But I see a couple of Hermes pieces as well. I was like, "Raw." Okay. And this is when she was already in the show. By yeah. 2017, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so one of the talking heads is like, rah, like, I should have gone to law school then because who knew you could make this much money from being a trial attorney? Basically indicating that, like, hmm, you have all these things, like, how are you affording them? You've not worked. You're, the essence of your job is Real Housewives, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, that means that Tom has funded most of this. And, like, if so, how? Like, how much money is he making mm. to, you know? I'm not one for pocket watching, but when you hear what comes later... Mm. Mm. And I think that's the only reason why, though. Yeah, exactly. Because of what comes later. Because all of them, otherwise, all of them, especially on Beverly Hills, they spend be- like Kyle. Kyle literally is like breathing out money. Like with every exhale, 100%, she's spending money. 100%. And no one's really looking into. Well, I don't know that, but no one's really looking into what she's doing because it's not like she's out here. Yeah, cramming. and I don't think there's anything wrong with like. Anyway, maybe we'll get into that later. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So now it's twenty twenty. And I feel like we remember all of this because this was not that long ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. Erica files for divorce, yeah. And it's weird because even on the show, it, and of course, like, looks aren't everything. Like, people could, you know what I mean, be covering up forever. But even on the show, like, during that season, it looks like you guys are happy and yeah. life is good. So why it came all out of a sudden? Exactly, it came out of nowhere. And so um, Dana, the 25K sunglasses lady, basically tells us, like, how much pressure there is to keep up appearances, especially on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I mean, she says it specially, but it's kind of like you were only on one season, so like, what do no, you have girl. to compare it with? But okay, um, it's all about image. Do you know what I mean? And like, there's another talking head, Kelly, and she sums it up pretty well. She's like, it's all about keeping up with the Joneses, or in this case, the Leaks, or the Candies, or the Kenyas, or the Teresas, or the Vickies, or the Tamras. 
it's all about keeping up with the Joneses or the Leakses or the Candies. And it's true, like everything yeah. is amplified because you're on television. Yeah. So she's basically saying like, if you would have had a party that cost you $10,000, yeah. um, which is already a mad number to me, but because it's on TV, you're like, actually, let's spend a hundred thousand mm-hmm. because like it needs to be, it needs to look good. I don't want people chatting shit about me. Mm-hmm. And so Chris is another talking head, and he he says a lot of good things. Actually, you can tell that like, he's really about the reality TV. He's like, it's really strange because there's this duality where like on one hand their lives are aspirational because it's like, wow, like look at everything they have, like how amazing. But on the other hand, you can see that like even though they have all this stuff, their lives aren't great. Like they're not perfect, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like proving that even though you have all this stuff, it doesn't mean that you're gonna have a good or a perfect life, yeah. right? And he also goes into the whole like housewives with legal issues. Yeah, like, I love this part. Same. So then Teresa Giudici, right? Yeah, who was I think like. The criminalist, yeah, like she put it on the map. Not she put it on the map. Like we're not glorifying being a criminal, but yeah, it was unprecedented. It was unprecedented. And then even the the lead up, the going away, the coming back. Yeah, even now she just got married again. It was iconic. Iconic. I'm not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. Like it's just like wow, girl. Like wow. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. you're really set for life here. And then Luann Countess, even though she tries to act like she's above and above, (laughs) she's been arrested. She's had a problem with the law. And then obviously Jen Shaw. That one. That is one's Jen different Shaw, level, is, is though. Is Jen Shah guilty? What do you think? 100%. 100%. 100% she's guilty as well. My own, the only thing I have doubt with is like whether or how much Coach Shah knew. Coach Shah knew as well, though. But did he know everything? It doesn't matter how much he knew. I think at the very because least Because it doesn't matter something. if he knew or if he suspected because maybe he didn't know, no. Because the thing is, the way he's moving... I'm, I'm sorry, you're supposed to support your wife, yeah, blah, 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 mm. and vice versa. But the way... He's he's moving as if she stole chocolate from the corner shop. <laughs> like, but then what's he gonna do? do you, I mean, like, deny her on TV. I mean, it happens. Like, I think there's he's, no. He's not even disgruntled. Like, if somebody is completely blindsided, like, imagine you're blindsided yeah. by your partner. You, you would you wouldn't do the show. You would do the show. You'd be like, but I don't know who this person to... is. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know, man. And the evidence is too much against her. Yeah. I'm sorry. All her co-defendants have pled guilty. Yeah. The evidence is too mad. Like she, I think she's going down for a long time. I, I I I don't understand why she would be saying like I'm innocent. I'm innocent. Like if it were me, yeah, I would be saying maybe like oh I didn't like not like maybe like yeah I did it, but I wasn't aware that this is what I was doing. Or, or but that's something. not a defense. That's not a defense. But, and that's why you can't even say that. So I mean, fair yeah but then she played guilty no now she, she's played guilty yeah now she's played guilty yeah but then how do you go from saying i didn't do i didn't do it to now saying that you did and i understand that sometimes deals mm. and plea deals and it's not always black and white and stuff yeah that's probably what it is but had yeah i think i think did it and yeah it's wild yeah well. and it's crazy because that one is actually like playing out in real time and the thing is even if she didn't do it on purpose it's enough for her to go down that was by accident because it's her business yeah and your, your it. name was on yeah. it yeah 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 she's guilty Type, but maybe they should bring back Mary. Yeah. Um. So there's talk about Tom being on the show. So this is Beverly Hills, yeah. And the lawyer Brian is like, you know, <laughs> they talked about Tom. They talked about his age. They talked about his sexual prowess for his age, mm. right? But where he drew the line. So Brian, the lawyer, where Brian, the lawyer, draws the line, 
is when Erica was bragging about her and Tom having two planes, right? And he was like, listen, this doesn't make any sense because we represent people who have been victimized by large corporations and victimized by basically rich people. And you're showing yourself to be one of these people. And he was like, we sue the man. And you're basically showing the world, oh, look at me, I'm the man, right? Mm. Which which is strange. And like Kim, there's this lady called Kim who's there and she works as a legal consultant and she says the same thing that Brian says. Like, look, like if you're going to have money, have money, but have some decorum sort of thing. Like you're representing people with burns or cancer patients and here you are showing off your lavish life. I mean, I think there's something to be said because it's like, yeah, but you actually are the man. Like you actually do have that money. Yeah. You shouldn't be showing it off and stuff, but like, you're basically saying like just pretend that you're not like that, but you are like that. Yeah. So maybe then just don't be like that. That's why I don't agree with that. I feel like there's a perception in society that like, basically public servants which mm-hmm. is what Tom Lawyers is are, yeah. yeah or even doctors or whatever Everyone, yeah. um that they shouldn't have a certain level of wealth mm-hmm. and i'm sorry but even particularly in tom's um situation and aside from whatever he's done yeah um he's fighting for these people and he mm-hmm. gets rightly rewarded for it and so do the victims so why yeah. can't he have this lavish lifestyle the reason he can't have this lavish lifestyle is because he's a motherfucking thief yeah. oh yeah now that's what i'm saying in the context of what we in know the context, now yeah in the context of oh spoiler alert in the context of what we know yeah brian is absolutely right to say yes. yeah mate you're, you're you're taking the piss yeah yeah but i agree with you in that like i do my job yeah like, mm-hmm. i do my job yeah so and let me live so, let and me. he probably works really hard yeah. for it so like let me live like let me because it's kind of like you know this conversation we have like in the uk where it's like oh nurses should be earning more whatever oh footballers earn more whatever blah mm-hmm. blah blah and i know it's different because the nhs is public whatever but like on one side we say oh people deserve more money but when they make more money we don't like it yeah but this country's miserable yeah it's miserable it's like you can make this much money but not not too much not too much be humble be humble don't enjoy it yeah it's like even when even when you're like confident within yourself like if someone tells you you look nice and you say oh i know thank you so much like yeah i do i look good yeah now they want to take the compliment back because yeah you're so up yourself no i just know that i'm agreeing with you we're agreeing that i look good i didn't yeah obviously in the context what we know he's obviously taking a piss yeah but no i agree with you yeah i just don't you work hard for your money Money. I, yeah, generally, I don't agree with that. But I mean, sometimes it's excessive, though. Two private jets, like, what, why, what, who, why, that's what rich people do. Why are we discussing that? That's what rich people do. And also, it's because she's on this show, yes. Like, and again, keeping up with the Joneses, mm-hmm. again, like, you have to, because even Dana, oh, my, my, my sunglasses are 25k. Nobody asked you, but this is just the way that you feel you have to be, yeah. around this, like, sort of environment and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, very, very strange. So now we meet Joe Rigomez, and he's a survivor. I didn't see the documentary going this way like mm, i didn't know that this, i didn't either this kind of took me by surprise i was mm. kind of like i thought it was just gonna be some like fun fun haha kiki ha, ha. yeah same but then but it, it got, got really, serious yeah mm-hmm. it got really serious so joe is a survivor right and so at this point we know that you know he meets tom after waking up from being in a coma so now you know he was in a coma you're thinking what the fuck happened yeah and then we hear about what happened so him and his girlfriend are um at home on the sofa watching telly all of a sudden the ground starts to shake and it's really really loud all of a sudden yeah and then like three seconds later there's like a massive explosion right crazy turns out there's been a gas leak one of the pipes is like running underneath the house 
and he manages to escape like he runs out of the house but then he passes out and so when he wakes up he's like in the hospital he has burned over 90 percent of his body they the the doctor there's a doctor who kind of talks to us about this and he says it's like he was burned in an oven because he has like external and internal burns because the air that he was inhaling was burning his so like you're burning from the outside you're burning from the inside like that is just terrifying imagine like now we're sitting here just now and then all of a sudden yeah when you're talking it'll start shaking a bit yeah, so it's because i was moving the thing yeah, <laughs> i was getting like, excited damn. sorry <laughs> but it's so terrifying like you're just living your life doing what, you yeah. do what you're doing and then all of a sudden so at this point i'm kind of like okay so where's jessica jessica's his girlfriend i was like oh shit like where's mm. jessica and then they tell us that they find her later in their neighbor's shed mm. but she had died mm. and so i'm just like was the force of the explosion it must so have been much the force. that it took her there or did she manage to escape and like hide in the neighbor's shed the force. i think it must have been the force because it would have affected everywhere mm. innit? it's just like so 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 so, so sad so literally tragic. so tragic and it's like joe's mom kathy happened to be besties with kim that we mentioned before the legal consultant and so Kim ends up working for Tom. She doesn't at the time, but she ends up working for Tom. Now, Kim and um, Kathy, it's so funny because like Kim and Kathy are both names. In <laughs> I know, I was about to say, wait, we Real Housewives of Beverly yeah. Hills. And their sisters. And their <laughs> sisters, yeah. And these two are basically like sisters. Like they met when they were three. Mm. They were pregnant at the same time. So um, Kim has a son, I think his name is Paul. Mm-hmm, and Paul. then Kathy has Joe mm-hmm. at the same time. So they're the same age, right? And so Kim is like, oh, do you know what? Like, I'm going to get this Tom Girardi guy to be a lawyer because PG&E, he's taking them on. Yeah. And again, it was PG&E again in this situation. Mm-hmm. I was like, nah, PG&E, like, bro, what are you playing all at? All these big corps. What are you actually playing trash. at? Like, how are you still... And this is what I'm saying. Even when they, they do all these settlements, yeah, they're it's, still it's able to just... change Yeah, them, exactly. Know? And then they're still able to continue. And then now you've poisoned this city. You've blown up this city. Like, what? What are you, what are you playing at? It turns out that there was a fault with the pipe which yeah. caused the explosion. So really it's negligence, yeah, on the part of PG&E. Um, and Tom settles the case and he gets a good amount for Joe. We don't hear what that amount is at this time, yeah. Um, and Brian, the lawyer, kind of explains how, like, what happens to the money after it's settled during a trial. After a, a, a trial, or it can be just a settlement, your money goes into your trust account. Those funds need to be held in that trust account separate and apart from the law firm. Now, at that point in time, you're entitled to your legal fees, but the rest of the money belongs to the client. You're not allowed to touch that money. It's not your money. So all the money basically goes to the clients minus any legal legal fees. That's how it's supposed to go, right? And they do this really good animation in the documentary, which explains it. Um, And if you, as a lawyer, dip into the client funds, that is punishable by disbarment. Like you lose your job, you can't be a lawyer, like it's peak, yeah? So that's a big deal, like, you don't do that and and brian the lawyer is basically like listen like that's the worst thing you can do like give the clients their money you take, take your money mm-hmm. exactly so you can see where this is going and separate it and separate it mm-hmm. so we hear from joe's mom um kathy that gerardi keys told them it would take three months to get the funds from pg and e uh, and then he suggests taking the millions that they got from their settlement and investing it and he guarantees them six percent interest and like I'm just kind of like, bro, like, just run me my money. Do you know what I mean? Run me my money, because what's 6% to, like, millions and I'm suffering? Just run... Because he needed the money for his treatments and everything. Because he needs it for the rest of his life. Exactly. And this is the thing, like, deeper, yeah? Joe has been burned in 90% of body. Like, 
Joe is not living the life that Joe was living before mm-hmm. anymore. So he needs this money. And in that America, like he's had bare surgeries. He still needs mm-hmm. surgeries. Like he needs that money to pay things off. It's not like, oh, this was a bit inconvenient. Here's millions of dollars just so you can, you know, go to therapy or like mm-hmm. your mind can be at ease. No, this is literally money I need right now. And I have to adjust my way of living. Mm-hmm. Maybe now I need to sort of like um adjust my, my home, accessibility, all that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. I need that money. And I, I kind of get the interest things that like you're thinking, okay, you've given me this much money. If I invest it, I can get this much money and then I have more to use for myself. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? In terms of like my, my healthcare and stuff. But it's also just kind of like, bro, like you're my lawyer, not my financial advisor. Why mm-hmm. am I taking financial advice but from Tom my lawyer? But did say like he's seen it before when young people get this amount of money, they just squander it. So he advised them, you know, put it in some sort of trust or something and invest it and he'll get a bit by bit, blah, blah, blah. So like, I mean, it's a reasonable suggestion. But with all due respect, like, that's not your business. Mm. Like, at the end of the day, like, it's not your business anymore. But they didn't have to accept it. Exactly. But then also, it's like, it's Tom Girardi. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. We spent this whole documentary learning about how amazing he was and his reputation. So he must know best. So he must know best. Mm. Who am I to say no? Do you know what I mean? Um, So he never sends them any statements in terms of like, oh, every month, here's a return on your investment or whatever. And Joe is also not getting the payments that he's supposed to. He tries to call Tom and he never really gets a straight answer, right? And this is weird because like we've said, just give me my money. Like you've done your job. Okay, move on to your next case, bro. Like why are you still holding on to my money? Also, we hear these like voicemails that Tom sends to clients Mm. and he's so fucking creepy. Like he's so creepy. I'll try and play some. Oh, I think Tom Girardi, I'm... We're doing good on this thing, getting things squared away and shit. Um, don't be mean to me. <laughs> be nice to me. I'm doing good. It was because of me that we got this, by the way. Anyway, um, I'm uh, doing some hospital testing the next two days, but I'll be in touch. Don't. Don't worry about everything. We're friends. Things are going to work out good. Goodbye. So next we meet Josie Hernandez. So this is a different case. Her lower third is former client. So when you see former client, you already know it's about to be some shit. Yeah. (laughs) So her story is that she was looking for a doctor. She had three kids. And after having these kids, she has issues with incontinence, which again, so many things just remind me that like, wow. I had to Google that. Yeah, of course. I was like, what's that? And I was like, no. oh, damn. Your yeah. bladder is just not working. <laughs> like, there's so many things that can go wrong with your body mm. just because you had a kid. Mm-hmm. It's so scary. That they didn't tell you about. It's so scary. Permanently. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh. So her doctor does this procedure, um, basically trying to fix the fact that she keeps peeing on herself and doesn't work and it leaves her feeling sick. So she goes back to the doctor and she's like, bro, didn't work. So he's like, okay, do you know what, cool, we're going to do this other thing, tries to fix it, but it just gets worse. So um, Josie goes to file a lawsuit against the manufacturer. Of, so basically the doctor did some implant thing that didn't work. So she sues the manufacturer of the implant, right? Anyway, the case gets settled for $135,000, right? And it's Gerardi Keys, it's Tom who represents her. So you think, oh my God, amazing. You've got 135K, like you can get the treatment that you really need. Um, But she tells us that while she was there, the attorneys kept leaving. So like her case kept changing hands. Mm -hmm. And she was just thinking like, this is weird, like strange, right? And you know when a company has a high turnover rate, like Mm -hmm. it's a red flag because Mm -hmm. why is no one happy? Why is everyone leaving? Mm -hmm. But she's still waiting to get her money. She still doesn't have her money, right? Today, like as, as to the day of the documentary yeah. she ain't got nine bruh so now we're back to erica jane and um haven't heard everything that we've now heard yeah having like 
seen actual victims of yeah. tragedies yeah. who went to Tom Girardi for money that they were duly owed and never ended up getting. You now go back to Erica Jane and see, huh, these two private jets that you have, huh, this it's Chanel, this Gucci, mm. huh. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, is nothing inherently wrong with you having money and spending it, you know, it's expensive to be made, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that. But like, now you're looking at, you're, you're taken from these victims. Yeah. Like it's, it's theft. Yeah, it really put things in context for me, especially when you look back when at you like, watch the, the scenes show. and the episodes mm-hmm. where she talks about alleged victims or she talks about, oh, what about me? And it's like, that is really Even bad. up to the season that just wrapped. Yeah, know? that was even the worst of it. Oh, I don't care about, what about me? I don't care about, I was thinking, Erica, like, because even at the time you think, oh, you're a bit mad. But then when you see Joe and you see Josie, and you hear about this facts like, it's you facts. think bro like these things happened yeah and it's not like we're saying like oh you know it's not like you're pg and e and you don't want to give them the money yeah fam the money you had the courts have said listen this money is for you yeah and then tom's so gone where is it oh actually i have a bit of that yeah what exactly exactly and then you're taking your bit of what's not yours and you're flaunting it mm-hmm. and we're supposed to say oh where is erica oh don't you don't have to give back the seven because literally what's her name the the lady what was her name josie yeah, Jesse Hernandez, yeah. She was she was owed what hundred and thirty five K. How much was Erica's earrings in the show? Seven hundred and fifty thousand. Brother, this is it. This is it. So she could literally sell the earrings and it'll be seven times over or something. And that's the point. It's mad. I'm so happy that the season is over when I watch this, you know, because I would just be anyway, the season will come again and yeah. I'll be looking at Erica sideways, even yeah. more sideways than I was looking at her before. So speaking of the victims, we get back to Joe real quick. And Joe, I don't know if you mentioned, he's a, he's young. He's a young babe. Like, he can't be more than, like, 20. He's no more than, like, 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so he has a lifetime of medical bills and issues to deal with. And obviously, the money would have helped him with that. Um, and it's been a year, right? And they still haven't gotten their settlement money. And then... I think he got a bit of it at the beginning, and then it just stopped. He didn't get any for ages. Mm. And then they started to give him a little bit. Yeah. But I think they'll talk about it more later. Mm. So it's been a year. And then Kim, who is Kathy, Joe's mom's best friend. Mm. Yeah, the legal consultant lady. Her son, Paul, dies in a motorbike accident. Mm. And it's proper sad. Mm. Because it's just like, oh. I don't know if she has any other kids, but it seemed like it was her only child. Mm. And also, he looks exactly like her. Did you see the picture of him? Yeah. He looks exactly like him. So sad. So Kim files a wrongful um, death lawsuit. And so she kind of wants to go to a different attorney because she's seen what's happened with Kathy and but Joe. But wait, I don't get that. Who does she file against? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't understand that. I don't know because they didn't get into the details of his, his the accident death. or what mm. happened. But it must have been that like someone was at fault. Like something could have prevented it mm. from happening. Because that's when they that's when they filed these things, isn't it? Like yeah, of course. If yeah, this if this didn't happen, then you yeah. So but they didn't get into detail about mm. that. So I'm not sure. Okay. But she wants to go to somewhere else because Joe and Kathy haven't got their money yet. So she's like, why the fuck would I go to Tom Girardi mm-hmm. when I, I, you you guys haven't paid even though mm-hmm. you won? So in her defense, like she actually does go to meet with other attorneys, but mm-hmm. no one wants to step on Tom Girardi. So it's, again, if we go back to the beginning yeah. of the documentary, how powerful Tom is, how much everyone respects him. Yeah. When they hear that like she's affiliated with Tom, he's they're kind of like, yeah, nah, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm not touching it. Mm-hmm. So she has no choice but to go back to Tom Girardi. Mm. And so now it's January 2017 and this is um, the last time that Joe gets any money from Tom. So basically they've been like giving him little bits, little bits here and there, but 
considering he was owed millions he's yeah. not really gotten much at all mm. um and so he needs the money like he's not mm. trying to get cars he's not trying to get clothes and stuff he actually needs it for like medical care mm. like we said um and tom has everyone in his pocket kathy and i would joke like because i was like who are we gonna call like we can't call the da that's tom's friends we can't go to the chief of police that's tom's friend you can't go to the california attorney general that's tom's friend you can't go to the california bar that's tom's friends like who are we gonna call like ghostbusters we can't go to the police the california bar like that's tom's friend like kim yeah. is literally like yeah this person that's tom's friend this person that's tom's friend yeah. this person that's like who are we gonna call like who are we actually gonna call who can even help them yeah which is proper sad like it's like you're stuck yeah. because one you're a victim and you weren't you didn't bring that on yourself and then now you're being re-victimized by the person who was who you trusted to help you yeah yeah you just feel stuck after already a tragic and devastating situation yeah exactly you can't even get out of it so the rumor mill is going crazy with Girardi basically saying you know he's not got much money left and there's bare lawsuits against him and Erica's always like, oh, it's legal. I can't talk about it. Even at the reunion, yeah, they ask her questions. Oh, we're on appeal for legal reasons. reasons. We're, we're on appeal the, we're for legal reasons. Oh, I'm just like, Erica, man, I remember, like, before this exploded, there was, like, a small, small legal issue that Tom had. Mm-hmm. And the way she downplayed it, she was like, something like, oh, yeah, you know, it was just a misunderstanding and we've paid or something. And I just remember thinking, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, like sorted. Yeah, duh. Why would a lawyer not buy Exactly. Why money? would a lawyer like risk legal trouble? Yeah. It must just be a misunderstanding because she's on the show, people just try out to get Yeah. Wait. Listen, wild. Mm. So Josie Hernandez, she files a complaint with the bar. Um, bad bitch, I'm the bar. <laughs> because she hasn't received her money, right? And so she finds out, do you know what? This bit actually pissed me off. <laughs> Because I was like, bro, you can try to cover your tracks. So Josie finds out that Tom got her money in May 2020. This is not that long ago. May 2020. In August 2020, May, June, July, August. In August 2020, yeah, he's leaving her voicemail saying, nice, yeah. oh, he's still waiting to get the money. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, but in yeah. May. And she blames it. He, does he blame it on this guy? Was it that, was it her? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he blames it on some random guy. But the thing is that even if someone in your law firm was skimming off the top or was being deceitful or was stealing from you, you're still on the hook for that because mm, why don't you that, know what's going on in your firm? Law, law firm. Your name is literally yeah. on the door. Like, mm-hmm. why don't you know what's going on in your firm? How can that happen under your nose? Mm. Like, it's you, bro. It's either it's you or you're dumb. So either way, you're a thief or you're stupid. <laughs> so, like, either way, it's you, yeah. At the time the stock was made, like Annette said before, she still hasn't gotten a penny. Like, she still has nothing, yeah. Um, so we're back to 2020 now, where Erica files for divorce from Tom. And everyone is like, hmm, something's about to happen because why else would she file, right? There's rumblings of, like, legal issues, financial issues, and he's taken out millions in loans and wasn't paying them back. This is what gets me about rich people, Yeah. <laughs> People will give money to rich people. They will loan money to rich people. They will say, here, have this, have that. When you want to get a mortgage? Yeah. It's, it's oh, I can't trust you. I can't trust that you will pay back. <laughs> but Tom has, mi- how do you get into millions and millions of dollars in debt? Yeah. How do you do that? It's crazy. How do you do that? But millions to them is like hundreds to us. Even hundreds of debt. How d- yeah, still. Do you know what? Anyway, so Joe Rigomez sues Tom Girardi, and so he agrees to pay them twelve million. So I don't know if that's like more or less than what the settlement was, but like I presume probably a bit more. Mm. I don't know. So he makes the first one milli payment, um, but then after that he just says fuck yeah. it, I guess because he, he gets one million, that's it. 
And then the settlement gets turned into a judgment because the Rigomez family take it to court. So now they can depose Tom because it's a criminal thing now, mm-hmm. I, I reckon. And so they depose Tom and we can see and he looks so old. Yeah, very frail. He looks frail. I'm surprised he's still about. I know. I know, I kind of had to check to see, you know. But we would have heard it if, if he Yeah, had. he's not gone yet. But like, he's damn, like, he's holding on. But to what? It's, it's actually mad. And by the way, did you see when he was younger? He was quite handsome. He was, but he always looked old, though. Don't you think? Yeah, but even that that video, he was still a bit older. That's what I'm saying. Is that was he was he born old? <laughs> like there was not even the was, the youngest picture of him. He must have been at fifty. <laughs> yeah, I think that was that was. And then he probably looks like bad for fifty. But to be honest, he was. I guess he, it took him a while to get like really famous or something. I don't know. But he was he was quite handsome back then. But yeah, he looks very old. Like he's about to break. Like, yeah, boy, boy. <laughs> so he says that you know he had fifty million in cash and fifty million in stocks, but now it's all gone. Million in cash. in cash. When they say cash, I think maybe it just means like like in their bank account. Yeah, something that's liquid. As I a guess. liquid. Yeah. But again, yeah. How do you have that? Yeah, it's mad. But anyway, he doesn't have that, does he? Because it's all gone. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, but uh, how is it gone? Like, no one's explaining how it's gone. Is it Erica? Hmm. Or what That's is it? That's the question, isn't it? So he's broke, right? And so um, all eyes are on Erica. And she is subpoenaed twice, but the hearings were postponed, so she was never subpoenaed, basically. At least by the time they made this documentary, she hadn't been. I don't know if she has been since then. So now we're in December 2020, and a Chicago lawyer files a suit against Tom because neither he nor his clients have been paid. Now, this is the case that they kind of talk about the most on the show on the show right um and yeah so and it's also the case that brings everything into the public eye basically which is how Mm -hmm. it was on the show Mm -hmm. so these clients were the family of victims of the lion 737 max crash in indonesia in 2018 and on our we did an episode about the downfall of boeing that crash is on that that documentary so it was actually very wild it's very sad and mm. bare victims yeah and so gerardi keys won multi-million dollar settlement for all the widows the children of these victims right so the chicago lawyer had been chasing gerardi for the money for ages right and so like erica filing for divorce to them they were like fuck yeah we need to we need to move yeah we need to move like move move move, move. go 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 mm-hmm. yeah so they're on it now and then we meet the son of one of the um, crash victims, um, BS Ramadan, who confirms that he actually never got any money. Mm. And he's just saying, like, look, that was our mum. Like, our mum died. Mm-hmm. Our dad's not around. There's, like, bare siblings. We need that money, right? Um, the judge overseeing these cases finds Tom in contempt of court. He freezes his personal bank account. He freezes the firm's account. And he also refers the case to the US Attorney's Office. This is not good mm. for Tom anyway, yeah. And Erica also gets named in the lawsuit because Tom was investing in her business, EJ mm-hmm. Global. Mm-hmm. So this is how Erica gets into it, right? Even though mm-hmm. she likes to say, oh, I'm not involved. It's not me, blah, blah, mm. blah. So allegedly, some of the client's money was going to EJ Global, which makes sense as to why she would be named. Because yeah. honestly, like, where is the money? Because it's, you're saying like you stole or you at least didn't give the money to the clients. Mm-hmm. So where is it? Yeah. And now we can see EJ Global. There's money going there. So yeah, like one plus one is two. Yeah. Yeah. 
So now we're coming to the end of the documentary and apparently Tom is now under a conservatorship with his brother being in control of everything. Mm. The defense seems to be heading towards this whole like- Incompetence. Yeah. He's not mentally competent. Um, He's been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Um, And the thing is, is that like he actually may be suffering with Alzheimer's. Yeah. But the timing obviously is, is a bit interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, And also like, did you have Alzheimer's all those years ago when you did those things? I don't mm. know. I don't know. Who am I? Do you know what I mean? So on-screen text tells us that his assets are being liquidated to pay back creditors. I don't know if this includes the clients or if it's just like the people that he owes. I don't know. But mm. his mansion and office building gets sold and the firm shuts down. And then like one of the talking heads basically says like at the time that Gerardi Keys was shut down, they had 9,000 clients and 900 cases <laughs> to open. So what happens to these cases? Yeah. Where do they go? That's mad how big the firm was. Yeah, and it's such a knock-on effect. Like, you're not the only people that are um, affected. Like, Mm -hmm. so many other people. It's Mm -hmm. like a a domino effect. And that's the thing. The way Erica so worries me, babe, it's beyond you. You are a drop in this ocean of lies. And in fact, you are fine. And you'll always be fine. Yeah, you're relatively fine. 100%. Mad. Oh, mate. So the California State Bar filed charges against Tom. And this is a big deal because now he can't practice in California. To be honest, I don't know if he was going to be practicing anyway. They know practice. Looking at him, but yeah. he can't even if he wanted to. Um, and people are kind of like, yeah, okay, California Bar, well done you. But like, it's a bit late because people have been chatting about this for a while. Right. And you didn't say anything, you didn't do anything. So why are you piping up now? It takes a lot to bring a white man down, you know. Bruh. Bruh. Especially a professional. Mm. So it's kind of peak for Erica because her talking head says if this was 2019 and she divorced him, she probably would be getting money from him or he would be owing her money. Mm. But now she's probably out earning him mm-hmm. and has more assets than him. Mm-hmm. So who knows like how she's going to come out of this? Mm. How much do you think they get paid on Real Housewives? At least six figures per season, I think. Is it? Well, in the beginning? Not six, not that's millions. <laughs> As in like... No, six figures is like 100,000. Yeah, so, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. But like straight, straight off the bat, like first season. Or is it kind of like, oh, if you're a favourite, then you get more or whatever? I think favourites are long-term people, but if you get more, so like someone like, um, what's her name? Kyle will probably get quite a lot or like Candy. Mm. But like, I do think they make like, per season, mm. it's probably like six figures. That's wild, you know. I think so. I don't know if that's enough to make me want to... But it's not just the, it's not just that salary though, is it? It's, it's everything that it's comes everything with it. But I, I would like to know how much, like, if it was just, if the salary was just Andy... I would like to know like how much they get. I'm sure it's six figures. Because the way these lot move, the money must be sweet. So, so how do you know that Jen can't afford all the things that she buys? How do you know that it's not her hundred thousand? Because she came with that. <laughs> Remember first, but a lot of them, a lot of them rent their shit though. Yeah, she rented. She was renting that 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 car. That yeah, and also her house, the barn, the yeah. snow barn or whatever. <laughs> but um, she was renting all that shit. Um, yeah. But yeah. I mean, Jen definitely did that shit. I'm not even taking up by oh, yeah, hundred. Um, but yeah, so it's still weird to me, really, that Erica does the show because I'm just like, bro, like, I mean, but they all do this. Even Jen, like, they all they're just on. The, I'm like, babes, but bare evidence. I, I can't lie. I feel like they have to be because, what on the show? Yeah, what contractually? No, as in for the money, because uh, when everything else is crumbling, you have no money, you yeah. have no business. And if Jen's going jail, like she needs to get and, the money and for her family. Yeah, she needs yeah. to have money for her family and her legal cost. Yeah. It's the same thing with Teresa, right? She was on it. Like, it's funny. She um, was on the show mm-hmm. during the trial when she went to prison. 
um they even paused the whole franchise for one year while she was in prison and then they came back and filmed again because teresa is I'm she sorry. is the star of new jersey and I, didn't without even watch it, new, I didn't even watch new jersey like that without I know teresa, teresa i don't know what's gonna happen in new jersey and that's yeah. very unique for all the franchises yeah. but like, i say that to say because even her husband joe mm-hmm. they kept filming him as well yeah her ex excuse me um kept filming him as well but they needed the money yeah they absolutely she kept talking about she needs the money but then also like it worked out so well for her man absolutely i'm not even here for criminality but it worked out so she, well for her she didn't it wasn't her you know it was her husband yeah she 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 only went down because she signed the mortgage because you don't think she knew wife. anything nah i don't think so i actually don't think she knew anything you know i think she's stupid i don't think she's as stupid as she seems she she was a housewife at that time like she's actually her real life house up until housewife, now yeah and so everything he was doing, it was kind of like his business. Yeah. yeah. So as, long as the bills are paid and exactly, and she was keeping up her certain lifestyle. She signed everything, so she she didn't. I don't think she had anything to do with it. That's what Erica's trying to act like, as if like she didn't know anything, she didn't know anything, she didn't know anything. But if money is going to EJ Global, where do you think that money's coming from? Yeah, but it doesn't mean she knew what Erica. Yeah, it doesn't mean that like she knew I he was stealing. Think, I mean, yeah, but I just I, think, I don't think she knew what Erica. No, I don't think she knew. I don't think she knew because... I don't think she's as, like, innocent or as, like, uh, oblivious as she's trying to make out. And also, maybe it's because of the way that she is as well. Like, Erica just... Because she's not, she's not an idiot at her core. Exactly. She's actually she's not She's quite stupid. intelligent. And, and I- intuitive. But at the same time, like, she's not a lawyer. And also, like, who would have thought that he'd be seeing money from his clients? But the thing is, is that people brought it to you. People are saying to you, fam, I'm like, I'm not getting the money, I'm not getting the money. Like, you're hearing the rumblings and stuff. I mean, we don't know the conversation that she had with Tom, but it's kind of a thing where it's like, at that point, you're kind of, are you telling me that if if your man is uh, representing whatever, and people are saying, oh, Annette, man, like, these, these people are talking about they, they haven't got their money, they haven't got their money. You're hearing that from multiple people. You're hearing that all the time. Are you not going to look at your man like, babes, like, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, at first you'd be like, babes, what's going on? But then, like it doesn't mean you knew when it was happening and also you're not going to straight away be like okay i'm divorcing you i mean fair and also her life is good yeah exactly so she's like it will take a while for her to consider yeah but yeah man that's it that's the documentary i mean it gave a really good insight into yeah i think it was really good yeah good context yeah i really that's literally it it gave really good context i enjoyed it i'd recommend watching it it's on hulu yeah um and yeah but yeah now it's time for the real crime i think was the beard our segment where we focus on something during the documentary that may not be criminal but we definitely consider to be a crime <laughs> have you got one do you want to go or do you want me to go you can go first you can go first. so my crime was tom uh <laughs> the fact that tom is like five for five oh the fact that like he <laughs> perpetually looks old even when he oh wasn't. my god and then the voice on the voice the voicemails like it's just so yeah. creepy. like tom was tom was the crime for me and yeah. all of this started and ended with him. So it's just to me, yeah. Tom. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's good. My one was Danielle Stubb. Like, she was the first talking head, didn't it? Yeah, so yeah, when yeah, she yeah. came on, Alice I like, jumped. <laughs> I was like, what's this bitch doing here? Is she still on the. Uh, no. On the okay, okay. Oh, she's that makes not sense. Anymore. That makes sense. Why this she's here. See, the babe is thirsty. Yeah. Like, she was like one of the originals on um, New, Jersey. New Jersey. She was on it for like the first two seasons. And then she came back more recently. And thirsty i bet you she'll do an ultimate girl trip yeah 100%. i bet you she'll do it yeah she'll do anything for money i'm telling you she's an ult- and she's a proper gold digger as well and yeah the reason why she's the biggest crime on this for me yeah her face <laughs> right like, 
I don't know what she looked like before, but her I don't know where she's going. One way and her, one other lip was going to other way. That's like Brandy as well, though. I know they've all they're all a mess. It's but, so um, sad. Yeah, for me, she was a and also I feel like she didn't really add anything. None of them it added was anything. Obvious that she was just clutching at straws. Yeah, she just didn't like Erica. A, yeah, she basically trying to put herself in close proximity to Erica so she could say some shit. Yeah. Oh, we both worked the same. Bitch, it wasn't the same time. I'm sure you're even older than her. Yeah, like, 100%. It, it, it wasn't the same time. We're not in the same class. Because if it was like, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, if it was at the same time, she 100% would have said that. Exactly. So they weren't. And then it was like, you're basically talking as if you, you like, she's talking like he, you and I, like, yeah. she's watching her TV. Yeah. You don't know the bitch. Yeah. Like, who, to, who gave you, you a seat? And that's why I even questioned this whole documentary. Yeah. Because it's like they were very much clutching at straws with people. Yeah. More so, less so the legal commentators. They were a bit more credible. They didn't need Dana they and they t- didn't need Danielle. Even Heather. I was just kind of like, mm. Loki, I think Bravo said, if any of y'all jump on this documentary, you're done. Yeah. So they were clutching at straws and going but for it. I don't understand the why the people who made this documentary ones. needed them. They didn't need them. Because the real doc- story of the documentary was like, the the crime the um yeah they did it because they also it could have been fine without them. tapes of housewives anyway exactly so they were able to get it exactly without without any commentary so we didn't need any of them it was yeah it was weak it's that, just the legal that, that and the commentary social commentary that those those talking heads made sense to me but the yeah other, but the housewives like, one they didn't make sense it's not like, like why are you getting z-list housewives mm-hmm. like, it's not like you're besties with erica and you're like oh actually she told me that tom said no we didn't get any of that it was um, yeah that yeah, was that was mine yeah no that's that's a, that's a good one yeah <laughs> mad but um yeah man that's it for this episode uh next week i'll be back with another amazing guest while for Renz is on her hiatus and we will be covering the girl in the picture which is a very crazy documentary Ooh. i'm gonna put the trailer at the end so you can listen but yeah if i were you i'd watch that one before the before the episode because it's it's a crazy crazy ride but in the meantime between time where can they find you Oh, um, do you want them to find you? They don't have to find really. you. It's on my Instagram private now. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the Twitter. Um, Annette Abenas, A double N E double T E A B E N A, where I literally just speak about reality TV, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. And if you enjoyed this, then you'll enjoy it. And if you want to sign up to my newsletter, exactly. Um, the link is in my bio. So there you go. Yeah. And I'll just out at her, I'll at her on Instagram, but then just go to the bio and uh, yeah, that get that, get that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you can find us as normal Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Two Girls One Doc, on TikTok, Two Girls One Doc Podcast, uh, and obviously back here next week. So I'll play the trailer for you, and um, yeah. Oh, if you're still here, then just give us a five star review because you're still here. So you must have liked it enough. Yeah. Uh, and tell a friend, tell a friend, and yeah, that's it. Bye. Bye. In 2002, a friend sent me a photograph. It was a picture of a little girl, her father. The more you looked at the picture and the more you looked at her, you could see something was terribly wrong. The only person that knew her real identity was her father. Franklin Floyd had been a fugitive for almost two decades. He robbed a bank. He had a history of violence. He was an expert and concealed his identity. He had a daughter, Sharon Marshall. She wanted to go to Georgia Tech, be an aerospace engineer. I remember the phone call and she said she was pregnant, but daddy won't let me go to college now. We discovered that they changed their names. He took her around to strip clubs to make a living for him. There's a big question here. What happened to Sharon Marshall? an investigative journalist, you try to get down to the truth. 
All this information, very simple to analyze, we had a real problem. This is more than just a crime story. Who is this girl? She went by many names. We had a portrait of very different people. This beautiful young woman was trapped in evil. She was stuck and didn't know how to get out. What happened? And who the hell is she?